Oh, hello, and welcome to the Carry On Sergeant episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello. So, we've watched Carry On Sergeant. We have indeed. Uh, we've been a hundred, more than a hundred years back and forward in time altogether. Um, so, what are your impressions of it? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, um... Yeah, I was kind of caught up in it and, and enjoying it. I didn't write too many notes or anything. So uh, it was a very pleasant and smile on the inside film. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I counted eight <laughs> laugh out loud moments. Which is quite a record for me. Which is pretty good. And I would say that um, uh, Mark Kermode, the critic on Radio 5, he reckons that if a comedy makes you laugh out loud six times, then it's worthwhile. So, you laughed out loud eight times. I passed the test. So, yes, it was good. So, uh, let's start then with the the storylines. What did you think? There was the Charlie and Mary getting the call up on your wedding day, having to find somewhere to consummate your marriage storyline. There was the Champion Platoon storyline. And there was the Horace and Nora storyline as well. What did you think of them? I liked the champion platoon storyline very much. Mm-hmm. And that's really what kept me going through the film. Um, the uh, the Bob and... Not Bob. What was his Bob Monkhouse. Yeah. <laughs> what was his uh, character? Charlie. Name? Charlie and Mary storyline. Um, I... It kind of started off... It started the, the film off well, but it... it Became took over by the champion platoon one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I didn't really like the Norris one, but I, I did like the Nora one. Sorry, um, but I did like him turning it round as part of the champion platoon storyline. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I was really only there for one of them. But were you happy with how they resolved and it all didn't seem contrived or anything like that? really saw if Bob and Mary got it on. Oh, you did? He, yeah, well, he, he was mentioned that he got his three days leave yeah, and well. they were away and then he came back and they said, I'll tell you all about it. We spent most of the time in labour exchanges getting her a proper job on the camp. Oh, uh, is that what that That's was? That's what that... It wasn't very clear. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, so what about the, the various performances then? Who was good, who wasn't good? Well, I loved Go Lightly. Charles Hawtrey. Charles Hawtrey. He was responsible for many of your laugh out loud moments. He just, yes. He, though I must admit, I found myself laughing generally as campness, which probably isn't terribly acceptable. Well, maybe. As, well, I don't know. I mean, that, that is where that is he was where hamming the, it up. That's where the laughs were meant to come from, I think. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I thought his, his timing and everything, and I can. I mean, I don't want to go on about the play we saw too much, but mm-hmm. I can see. Certainly that first film, he was the star of the comedy element. What do you think? And so I would imagine him becoming, in the films I recall later on, being more secondary to some other key Mm -hmm. players as being quite a a fall from grace, which is what kind of the the play was about. But but yes, I did see him as uh, very much more of a enjoyable character um, than, say, Kenneth Williams was. Mm-hmm. Kenny Williams didn't really have an awful lot to do. No. Um, and not an awful lot funny to do. No. Uh, he had the bit where he, um, you know, I earned my degree, I was given my number, 
and your rank, well, that's a matter of opinion. Yeah. But um, apart from that, he didn't really have an awful lot to oh, do. Oh, I did like him ending up teaching the, the guy who couldn't do it. That was a very mm-hmm. nice bit of thing. Um, I also thought that the captain was very good, though I don't recognise him in... From oh, Eric Barker was the captain. You said, you said, you when, we, when you saw the names at the start, you said that you recognised his name. I wasn't thinking of him, though. Are you thinking of Ronnie Barker? I was. Right. No, he's, he's called Eric Barker. No, I was, who's the one that we saw at the beginning that was from Porridge? There was nobody from Ugh. this who was from Porridge. Well, who's the one that I recognised that was hardly in it at all? I don't know. Oh, we might have to go back and research that. Well, I've got I've got pictures of all the cast here, and I can okay. go through that with you. But um, but anyway, the, the Eric Barker, I thought he was very good, and he doesn't feature in later ones, does he? Well, you'll find out. Well, I, I'm surprised that that would surprise me because I thought he was very good, and even though, as you say, at the beginning we I noticed some names on the. Um, uh, I'm showing Fiona the photographs of the cast now to see if she spots. No, it wasn't a main cast person. No, uh, yes, who's he? Terry Scott. Oh, as in uh, Terry, Terry and June. June. Right, yes. that's who I'm thinking of. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I didn't like him in it either. But obviously, if I see someone that I don't associate with carry-ons, like Bob Monkhouse, I, I wasn't a big fan of him, by the way. Oh, weren't you? No. Um, I just think it's wrong. But Bob Monkhouse just played Bob Monkhouse. And I've never thought him terribly funny. Oh. I know Even that's controversial. He was a very funny man. He, he made a, a great career over it. It's just not for me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Yes. and I, So I wrote down William Hartnell, Eric Barker, thinking of someone else, and Bob mm-hmm. Monkhouse. And it was only when I put the light on after the film, I looked down and thought, oh, yeah, William Hartnell was in it. He was the main character, and I hadn't connected the two watching the film at all. Isn't that weird? Oh, so you watched the... You saw that William Hartnell's name. Yeah. You watched the film. Yeah. And it was only afterwards you thought, who was William Hartnell? He was the sergeant. Yeah. Okay, very good. But you didn't recognise anybody else? Was I meant to? Well, so you didn't recognise... Well, I recognised the carry-on people. Yeah. Like Hattie Jakes and... But you didn't recognise the corporal. Well, he, he looks like Last of the Summer Wine Guy. That's because that he is Last of the Summer Wine Guy. All oh, right, okay. Wait, the, the fool one, what's his name? Compo. Yes. Yes. He was. Okay, and Shirley Eaton? No. She was Jill Masterson in Goldfinger. She's the girl that gets covered in gold paint. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, that's good. So what about then, what were the best, uh, oh, was there any performances that you didn't like? Have you spoken about Well, that? I've said Bob. Bob Monkhouse you didn't like. Mm. Okay. What were the best scenes or the best jokes for you? Well, you the, the two laugh out loud points that I remember in particular was when Golightly was asked to do come in on the double and he kind of trotted in. That <laughs> yes. was funny. And, um, see, I can't read my own writing now. Something where go lightly. Oh, in the they were doing Running exercises. On the spot. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, that was funny. And that was the only two I really mm-hmm. noticed. Well, you laughed at Kenneth Connor in the train at the beginning. Oh, so you don't know you're born. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, I've written fire extinguishers, but I don't really remember you. Did you? Did no, it? I found that a bit farcical. You did have a laugh though at one point. 
Did it just go on so long that you started to laugh? I think I was laughing at you laughing. Oh, right, okay. Um, when uh, Bob Monkhouse explained to the captain why he needed to have leave, and the captain described that as, ah, manoeuvres cancelled. Yes, that was quite <laughs> You yes. like that line. Uh, and then... Um, oh, when... Again, well, this was actually was the other Kenneth Williams laugh-out-loud moment, was the... Um, He's on parade and the captain says to him, look at you, standing there like you're pregnant. And he says, I wouldn't be surprised the way I've been mucked about. <laughs> yes. Uh, then you laughed when Charlie could put the brain gun together because he worked on the factory. Oh, that was a nice moment, yes. Mm -hmm. And you laughed when Galloway was hung up by his braces coming over the wall. <laughs> yes, that was funny. <laughs> I also like... But you don't like slapstick. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's just done so well, I don't know. I also like the bit when um, Girl Lightly ended up upside down on the rope. Oh yes, I, yeah, I thought we were going to laugh, but no actual laugh came out of that point. Yeah, I was laughing on the inside. Laughing on the inside. Were you laughing on the inside of the other bits? That... Yeah, probably. Okay, very good. Now tell me this, because I've watched this film many times, and there is one bit that I don't understand, okay. which is when Sergeant Grimshaw is telling them about Captain Potts, he says... They call him Pots the Perfect. The Perfect Pots. And the men laugh. And I think that's meant to be funny, but I don't understand what is meant to be funny about that. The Perfect Pots. The Perfect Pots. Unless it was some kind of advert of the time. I wondered about that. Something to do with tea or something. Mm. If anybody out there in listener land can <laughs> enlighten me, uh, this has been an, an almost 30-year odyssey of why is that funny? All right. Um, so what about was there anything that you didn't recognise that was like what is this you're, all about you're not going in order okay. no I'm jumping about mm. to try and create a bit of the only thing I can think of mm -hmm. is Bob Monkhouse seemed to be mincing bread at some point yeah and I thought at first that he was just using the bread to push down the mince oh right but then he said I haven't finished the bread yet yeah so I don't know about maybe that maybe that was bread. just a you, surely you can't mince bread it wouldn't come out looking like it did in the mincer. It looked like mince at the other end. I it? wonder if he was, um, like, cutting the meat with bread to flesh it out I wondered that too, yeah. So maybe if you fill half of it up with mince and half of it with bread, mm. you can put it all together and, yeah. I, I mean, bear in mind we were only four years out of any kind of rationing at mm. this point, and there's a lot of men to feed on that base. Yeah. So, you know, you could easily cut them in. Was there anything the else that you thought was unknown? Um, no, but then I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bit that I... I'll tell you one bit that I think is funny. That it is when, when Hattie Jake's Captain Clark, the medical officer, takes Horace to be seen by all the specialists. Mm -hmm. And one of them's an x-ray. And the guy who's doing the x-ray says... Uh, come and look at this gentleman and they all come round and Horace tries to look at it himself mm -hmm. and she says strong I think that's really funny but it didn't get a laugh from you so no it wasn't funny don't really know why I went back to that uh, okay um, what about File Under it was a different time well on the, the depiction of women here yeah the fact that he just screamed when he saw a woman doctor <laughs> it was a bit of an extreme response. Mm -hmm. um, I would have maybe expected him to be asked to take off his pants or something before he got terribly upset by a woman doctor. But anyway, um, and then generally, 
uh, as I mentioned earlier, that the whole idea of a camp person being funny. But I think in an army setting, it's probably a little more acceptable that they're... <laughs> they're, they're they, the officers find it difficult to handle someone who's particularly camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the, yes, it was funny, but within the film, I didn't think there was any sort of negative attitude towards no, it. No, and there was to sort be of honest... That resigned size about it, really. And there wasn't really any um, comment of sexuality, really. It was just campness and mm-hmm. um, femininity, but not any comment to... Uh, that being, though, though, I suppose, yeah, there wasn't any comment about um, sexuality in it, so it was probably even more tame mm-hmm. than you would get later. Alright. I would say that Hattie Jakes was cast because she's a funny actress. Mm-hmm. She was given very little funny. Yeah, or in terms of actual funny lines, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a funny bit when he went in and they did that very quick diagnosis and... Um, um, Too often, not enough. Yeah. Uh, and then number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And she obviously did it very well because she's good at the timing and that, but I just thought that it was... She was the only woman character. Uh-huh. Well, I suppose apart from the love-struck women, but mm-hmm. I, I think less of them. Um, <laughs> but I just think... Oh, I expected it to be male dominated, and it was a a male. At least the um, setup was appropriate to be that. Though I don't know why the brass band at the end was all female, but that's another matter. But I just couldn't believe uh, that they didn't make more of her or give her more lines. Anyway. Okay. Well, she said, but she certainly. I think that her and Kenneth Connor. Are the two standout perform perf- acting performances? Kenneth Connor uh, is Horace Strong. All oh, right. Are the two standout acting performances? Um, and can, can, I'm not. I don't know much about the background of the production, but they're both pretty far down the bill. All oh, right. To have ended up really being part of the sort of third storyline. Mm. You know. So I don't know if there was some rewriting went on when at they the realised how good re- they were. These two are good. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. So, what about the production in general? How did it look in terms of... Well, I thought it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe my pre- frame of reference for old telly is Doctor Who, so the bar is set quite low, maybe. It didn't have to create alien planets. No. But that's something I thought was very clever, was most of the shots were just shot outside. Mm-hmm. And... There was no need for trying to create something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very clever of them because it was a very cheap film. Mm-hmm. If you think, there was one inside bunkhouse. Mm-hmm. I suppose the kitchen as well. Mm-hmm. And But yeah. It, it, but they're I, all army huts. Can yeah. you get away with that? So um, and, and a lot of it was outside. Mm-hmm. So I think it was uh, done very well mm-hmm. on a cheap budget, I think. And it did, didn't distract me at all, any of mm-hmm. the production elements of it. Alright. Uh, so, uh, the. What, what notes have you got down? Well, the casting, casting good, good but okay. we've spoken about that. That I thought. Um, the one thing I would say is apparently they're all meant to be sort of 18 to 21. <laughs> yeah. Strong, certainly. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> I thought was a lot older than that. Okay. Well, he but then he's ill, isn't he? So or he thinks he deals with it. Even I, when he becomes <laughs> strong again at the end, he still looks older than us. I haven't looked at how old they actually were. I would have thought that they'd probably all have been at least in their thirties. A bit like Greece from that point of view. Yeah. These are the oldest teenagers on the block. Yeah. So um, that that's my only uh, comment on that. And, you know, my lack of admiration for Bob Monkhouse. Sorry, okay. Bob. Is he still alive? That's well, 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 well let's move on to our next subject. The Dad's Army question. How many of the main cast of Carry On Sergeant okay, are still alive? Okay. So who do you think is still alive? Well, he's dead. Kenneth Wood. Oh, sorry. That's right, well, well, just go through them. Well, he'll, he must William be dead. Hartnell. He must be dead. He was nearly dead there. He is indeed dead. <laughs> Bob Monkhouse. I, I think he's still going. I'm afraid he's dead. Did he die recently? He died about 12 years ago. That's probably why I'm... Before, before us, darling, because you would have made me aware of it. I made you aware that Bob Monkhouse was dead. Uh, Charlotte Eaton. I think she's still going. She is indeed still alive. Eric Barker. He must be gone. He is indeed dead. Dora Bryan. Mm, dead. Dora Bryan is still very much alive. Oh, well done, Dora. Bill Owen. Dead. Indeed. Kenneth Connor. Dead. He is dead. Charles Hawtrey. We know he's dead. We know he's dead. Kenneth Williams. We know he's dead. We know he's dead. Terence Longdon. Still alive. He is dead, but not long ago. Yeah. Norman Rossington. Alive. Dead. I think he might be the, the one that died first out of all these people. Yeah. Hattie Jakes. Dead. Indeed. Uh, Gerald Campion. Alive. Dead. Cyril Cusack. Dead. Cyril Chamberlain, sorry. Dead. Dead. Terry Scott. Dead. Dead. This bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the answer? John Matthews. Alive. Dead. Uh, uh, Ed Devereaux. Alive. Dead. Uh, Ian Whitaker. These are all quite young at the yeah, time, yeah. looking to be dead all now. Um, alive. Dead. So how many of the originals, of uh, the photos you just showed me? I believe that only the two women are still alive from the cast. Of really? This yes. That's amazing. So it was in the 50s. 1958. So nearly 60, 58 years ago. I suppose they're all if they're in the thirties, mm-hmm. then yeah. Yeah. Though some I of mean, them must th- have died young. I think Dora Bryan is ninety. Right. In fact, I think Dora Bryan's dead. Now that I'm thinking, about, I think she died a couple of years ago. Um, so Shirley Eaton, who must be late eighties anyway, is uh, is the is the one who's still alive. Yeah. Well, that was fun. So right. Next question. You are the producer of Carry On Sergeant. It's a massive hit. I mean, the, the biggest grossing British comedy of 1958. Right? You're going to make another film. Who are you going to bring back? William Hartnell? He was good. I'd bring him back. No. Bob Bunkhouse? No. Charlotte Eaton? Well, how can you tell? No. <laughs> Eric yes. Barker. Dora Bryan. Mm, yes, maybe. 
Bill Owen. Um. Yes. Kenneth Connor. Yes. Charles Hawtrey. Yes. Kenneth Williams. Yes. Thames Longdon. No, I didn't like him. Norman Rossington. No. Hattie Jukes. Yes. Gerald, Gerald Campion. No. Cyril Chamberlain. Who was he again? He was the instructor of the putting together and taking apart the brain gun. Is that all he did? That was all he did. That's hard to tell. Yeah, no, I think he was good. Terry Scott. No. That man. That bloke. <laughs> One of no. the other sergeants. I think if we can't remember who, <laughs> who he was, was, then he didn't make an impression. Ed Devereaux. No. I think he actually just come back, but he went to America and appeared in loads of American TV series in the mm. 60s. Uh, Ian Whittaker. No. Alright. So, that's good. So, the last question then, before we finish, unless you have anything else to say. No. Is, do we carry on? Do we carry on? Yes. With number two? Yeah, you have to give it a few before you give up, hey? <laughs> no, no, I enjoyed it, so uh, so I'm happy to carry on. Alright. Well, join us next time then, since there will be a next time. Yeah. Uh, as we once again carry on up the misses. Bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.